Hi, thanks for downloading the next chapter of The Butcher. I just wanted to let you know that if you want to buy the full audiobook at a discounted price, you can head over to nathanburrows.com forward slash audio. Alternatively, you can buy a full price copy at any audiobook store. The Butcher is also available on Kindle Unlimited, ebook and print format, all via Amazon. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy the story. Chapter 8 Frank looked across at Tom sitting in the passenger seat of the Range Rover as it bounced across the farm tracks towards the pig sheds. The light was beginning to fade, but the shadows couldn't hide the uncertainty on Tom's face from Frank. It had been that way since they were children. Tom wasn't able to hide his feelings in the slightest. If he felt something, it was obvious. This wasn't helped by the fact that Tom had never been the sharpest tool in the box, something recognised by pretty much everyone who had come into contact with him. If it weren't the fact they were brothers and had gone to the same school, Tom would have been the constant target for every bully north of the Suffolk border. As it was, there were a few who had tried, but thanks to Frank, they'd only done it once. Frank didn't mind using his fists when he had to, and he wasn't afraid of the sight of blood. This is one of the reasons why he became a butcher. He turned his attention to the current problem, a dead illegal immigrant. That situation presented a number of issues, which Frank was sure Tom knew about, even if it was in an abstract sense. When Frank had asked him why he hadn't called the police, Tom had just shrugged and mumbled something about getting into trouble. That was the understatement of the year, without a doubt. Employing illegal immigrants was bad enough, but Frank knew they didn't have a choice on that one. Dead illegal immigrants raised things to a whole new level of trouble. The farm would be closed for sure. Tom would end up in prison. Frank as well. For a few moments they travelled in silence while Frank contemplated the inevitable health and safety investigation if the whole incident was uncovered. How many of the rules had they managed to break? Illegal workers? No safety equipment anywhere in sight, and a randy boar named after the Prime Minister, the press would have a field day. And Frank had to stop himself making up headlines for the Eastern Evening News. Bored to death by Boris, was his personal favourite. Frank shivered as he thought about being squished by a post-orgasmic boar who then gets the nibbles and starts to chew your face off. He hoped to God for the poor bloke's sake that he was already dead by the time Boris felt like a snack. Frank drew into the yard outside the pig sheds and brought the Range Rover to a shuddering halt. The brothers got out of the vehicle and Frank followed Tom towards the door of one of the sheds. He's in this one. It's empty, Tom said. I thought I'd better hide him out of the way, just in case all the other illegals came back. Frank was sometimes surprised by Tom and this was one of those times. At least his little brother had managed to think something through today. Tom swung the door open, and Frank could see the outline of a body lying on the floor in the gloom. There was a familiar smell in the air inside the shed, only subtly different to the smell of a newly slaughtered pig's. Once he had managed to find the switch on the wall, Frank turned the lights on, and the overhead fluorescent tubes flickered into life. He took a step towards the body, and leaned over to examine it. My God, Tom, Frank said with a sharp inhalation of breath. 
You weren't kidding about Boris being peckish. The man's face was gone. The only things left that were recognised as being human were his staring eyes and grinning teeth. And an ear. So, what are we going to do, Frank? Tom said. Frank turned to him. Tom, calm down. There's no point in getting upset. We just need to think this through. Frank ran his fingers through his hair, something he always did when he was trying to work something out. He tapped a foot on the concrete floor a couple of times before making a decision. Right. First things first. We can't leave him here. Let's move him into one of the fridges until we've worked out what we're going to do. It's not as if there's much in the way of meat in them at the moment, is it? Once he had instructed Tom to take the immigrant's feet, Frank knelt and hooked his arms under the man's armpits. Between them, the man handled the body across the yard and towards the fridge shed. Blimey, he's heavy, isn't he? Tom said, breathing hard. Frank would have replied, but he was just as out of breath as his brother. They put the immigrant down by the shed door, and Frank waited while Tom went into the shed and opened up one of the fridges. Once they had manoeuvred the body into the fridge, Tom closed the door and flipped the main switch on the wall to turn it back on. That's not been used for a year, that fridge, Tom said. That much had been obvious to Frank, just from the musty smell inside it. It should be okay, though. They're pretty solid, them ones. Made in England, so they are. The brothers sat in silence as they drove back to the farmhouse. Frank was turning things over in his head, working through various options. He glanced across at Tom in the passenger seat, but he was examining his fingernails. As Franks watched, Tom worried at one of them with his teeth. He wasn't fussed about washing his hands after moving a dead body then, Frank sighed, and turned his attention back to the matter in hand. By the time they got back to the farmhouse, he had the beginnings of a plan in his mind. All he needed to do now was to persuade Tom that it was the only option they had left. It would be even better if it was Tom's idea. Back at their seats in the kitchen, Frank made sure Tom had a generous helping of whiskey in his glass. He docked his own glass up and went to the cupboard to get another bottle. This could be a long night. We need to chat, Tom, Frank said. Tom looked at him, his eyes already tired. Think it through. Work out the best way forward. Just like Mum used to say. Tom's eyes widened at the mention of their mother. She wasn't talked about that often. Their father was talked about even less, and then only when they drove past an Eddie Stobart lorry. Don't you think? Tom nodded his head in reply. Guess so, he said, staring at the glass in front of him. We can't leave him in the fridge, can we? The bloody thing eats electricity, that does. So, we need to do something, Frank said. How about calling the police? Tom's startled look told Frank he'd hit a nerve. But we'll get into trouble, Tom said, his voice wavering like it used to back in the playground when he was threatened. Proper trouble as well. You're right, Tom, Frank replied, choosing his words carefully. The farm will probably close down. We'll be in prison for, well, I don't know. Tom's eyes widened a fraction further and Frank realised that Tom hadn't thought about prison. He decided to press the point home. Years, I guess. And they don't put family in the same prison. 
I don't think, so we'll be in different ones. You're a good-looking lad as well. Didn't Mum always say that? You know what happens to good-looking lads in prison? You won't be making sausages. You'll be playing hide the sausage. Tom grabbed his glass off the table with a trembling hand and took a large slug. Frank watched him wince as he swallowed and felt a tinge of guilt, which passed about as quickly as Tom's heartburn would. No, Tom put his glass down hard on the table, rattling the bottle of whisky. No, not doing that. So, we need to think of something else, Tom, Frank said, picking up the bottle and refilling Tom's glass. What do you think? They sat in silence for some minutes, Frank waiting for Tom to come up with something. Anything. We could, er... I guess we could get rid of it, Tom said, breaking the silence. What? Get rid of the body? Yeah, Tom replied, taking another sip. Get rid of it. Frank wondered if Tom had got any ideas about how to get rid of a body. Dump it somewhere, Tom offered in a quiet voice. It'd be found, though. Then the police would trace where it came from. Then... Frank left the sentence hanging, but made sure Tom saw his ominous look towards the door, as if the police were going to burst in at any moment. Same if we buried it. Sooner or later, it'd be found. We need to find a way to get rid of it so that it can't be found. Ever. Frank got to his feet and made his way to the toilet, leaving Tom staring into his whisky. As he washed his hands, Frank wondered how he could steer Tom towards the obvious. The risk was that he'd fall asleep before coming up with the plan. And Frank knew that the only way to get Tom to carry it through was to make him think it was his idea. Tom might not have inherited much from their father, but he had inherited his stubborn streak. Returning to the kitchen, Frank saw that Tom had refilled both their glasses almost to the brim. That was a lot of whisky. Have you got any ideas, Frank? Tom asked his brother. Frank took a deep breath before replying. Not really, Tom, he said. I mean, we need to get rid of the body completely so that it can never be found. It's the only way we can save the farm. Tom looked up and Frank knew he didn't have long before Tom was asleep on the kitchen table. I mean, how is it possible to get rid of a body? You're a farmer, I'm only a butcher. What would we know about getting rid of a body? Frank paused, watching his brother think. Time for a prod. On a pig farm? Tom's eyes half closed and for a second Frank thought he was about to fall asleep, but he was concentrating. Frank could see the exact moment that Tom put it all together. First, he jumped in his chair, eyes widening. Then he shook his head from side to side and looked at Frank for a second. Tom's mouth opened an inch, then closed again. He frowned for a few seconds before picking up his whiskey, almost draining the glass. Frank! Tom whispered. I've got an idea. But I don't think you're going to like it very much. But I've got an idea. Hi again. Nathan Burrows here. Thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder, if you're interested in buying the full audiobook, head to nathanburrows.com forward slash audio or any audiobook store.